that's a whole different animal because mm -hmm. they recognize that they get lost when they drive. They recognize they can't make the remote on the TV work. And it's very frustrating and it's very isolating because you don't want people to see that you're struggling. Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, and you found the Serving Senior Podcast. Now, this is the podcast we highlight those professionals and businesses that are helping seniors not just get by, not just survive, but thrive in retirement. And we have two more of those individuals today. We have some awesome, awesome guests talking about how they help seniors in their retirement. And we've got Miss Judy Given. Now, Judy is the Director of Campus Development at Abe's mm -hmm. Garden. And we've got our sidekick, Miss Jamie William. <laughs> now, Jamie's the community club manager at Abe's Garden. So thank you so much for being here. How are y'all doing today? Great. Perfect. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're so welcome. Well, thank you for being so diligent over the holidays of getting this scheduled. We appreciate you guys and really excited to hear your, uh, hear your message. Did you guys have a good holiday? Yeah. Wonderful. Busy. <laughs> really? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'm sure you were serving those seniors over the holidays too, weren't you? Oh yeah. They were having a blast and they we were, were having a great time with them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I bet they were. Well, I know some of our, some of the listeners will know all about Abe's Garden and what you do. And then some people won't know anything about it. So maybe if you guys could share with us, um, you know, who you are as a person, maybe some background, where you're from and what'd you do before this and how in the world did you get into to serving seniors like this? I'd love to hear. Okay. Jamie, okay if I start? Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, my dad was the Abe of Abe's Garden. Oh, and we got into okay. this work because he had Alzheimer's. And oh. we struggled over the 11 years of his illness trying to find supports that were right for him at the different stages. Okay. And it's very different at the beginning as the middle or the end stage of Alzheimer's. Um, and we tried lots of different settings and lots of different support services. And one of the things that I found was that every person going through this with their loved ones is mm. trying to create the, the solutions for themselves. Right. Everybody was kind of trying to figure it out. And we discovered that there was um, a lot of wonderful things going on in senior care, but there were also a lot of gaps that we wished we had services for. Mm. And just felt like if we need it, other people need it. And so along with my brother, I have three brothers actually, but one of my brothers in particular said, if you can't find what you're looking for, you should build it. Wow. And that's how we got into this business using what we had learned about ideal, what our ideals were, what we wished mm. we could find. Mm. And that's really how I got into this. My background is with special needs children. Okay. I worked in special ed for 17 years um, in Baltimore, but I'm from Nashville. I'm actually a third generation Nashvilleian. Oh, nice. You're, you're a unicorn. Yeah. Deep roots. <laughs> and, oh, that's um, awesome. And it really served us well because we needed to reach out to the community. We are a nonprofit. Okay. Um, so we had to find donors and we had to find grants to make this happen. 
and that long-standing relationship in, in this community helped us uh, bring this mm -hmm. into being. That's fantastic. That's fan Well, we know two things about you, Judy. It sounds like you're one's a visionary and number two, you're very tough because if you survived having three brothers, you probably got <laughs> lots of lumps over the years. Absolutely. Oh, that, that's I don't really take cool. no very well. So oh, it that's helps awesome. me be very resilient and yep. uh, determined to make things happen. <laughs> that is awesome. And what, uh, what year did you get involved? What year did all this happen? This started in 2008, but my dad died in 2006. Okay. So the idea had really been germinating long before mm. he had died. Um, and just our experiences. I mean, I when I'm talking with families on tours, I'm sharing lots of stories of how my dad was uh, dealing with boredom, dealing with uh, his inability to, to initiate something to do. So even when you get the care needs taken care of, he was still floundering mm. and that led to a lot of anxiety and, and agitation and just wandering and anger. And so we kept feeling like there should be some more things available. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to watch that and be helpless to help them solve it. Wow. wow. That's awesome. And now, or is it, um, are you the family member that's mainly involved the brothers involved as well? Um, all of my brothers are involved to some degree. My okay. my oldest, well, I have three older brothers, so I'm the baby um, and the only girl. Um, my brother, Mike Schmerling, is actually the uh, instigator of this. He's the okay. one that said, I'm going to build it. it. Um, I had a background, a clinical background. And so I said, well, let's do it. He said, great, we're going to develop a model of care that's going to elevate dementia care globally. Wow. I said, okay, let's do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh if you got a, if you've got a way to make that happen, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I think here we are, 16 years later, having accomplished a lot of that. That's so cool. But we're not done. The program mm -hmm. that Jamie's running is the newest um, addition, which is to take things that we've learned and take them into the community where people aren't going to move into our community. It's too far away. Um, they need support where they're living, which in this case is Williamson County. So. Uh, Jamie, you should share about your story. Yes. Um, so I graduated in 2010 with a okay. bachelor's degree in health and human performance. Nice. Um, I actually did not know what I wanted to do when I was graduating, but I did my internship as an activity director. Okay. Um, instantly fell in love. Mm. So between 2010 to 2024, I've been working in um, adult day health, Okay. independent living, assisted living, memory support. And I worked in one skilled nursing facility for a little bit um, in multiple different states. And so when I moved back here, I'm from Nashville as well. I'm okay. a little unicorn. What a unicorn. <laughs> That's awesome. Two unicorns in one yeah. place. That's awesome. When I moved back here to Nashville in 2020, um, okay. I was offered a job at Apes Garden and I love it. Been there ever since. Wouldn't okay. trade it for anything. That is fantastic. That's so cool. That, and maybe share with us, Judy gave us some back, share some background, like about um, what's your capacity? What do you do at Apes Garden? Sure. So um, when I first started at Apes Garden, I worked in the home care division. Um, and then I moved up to the memory support, um, memory care engagement manager. Okay. And now I'm uh, the community club manager where it's the first pilot program in Williamson County, aside from the campus at Abe's Garden. Um, so it'll be the first adult day program in Williamson County. 
Adult day pro. Okay. That sounds, well, that sounds awesome. And especially if you're an adult that gets to go to the program, it sounds really fun, but maybe for those like me, that doesn't not for sure what an adult day program is. Could you, could you break it down and yep. let people know exactly what that would look like? Absolutely. So we are Monday through Friday for now. You might look into Saturdays eventually um, when the need is there. We're Monday through Friday, nine to three with the option of extended hours. So if the family member needs to arrive a little bit early or to stay a little bit after three, um, that's an option as well. We provide uh, person-centered engagement. So we really try to build our activity calendar around what the members are interested in. So we really get them involved in the planning. Um, we have music therapy, we have art, we have exercise, we have brain trivia, we have book clubs, we have travel clubs. Um, we have everything. <laughs> wow. That's right. And so is it a, um, you guys have a facility that people would bring their loved ones to for the day and then they would either go to work or they would just have a day off and do some self-care. Really? Yep. Fantastic. That's great. Now, where's the, where's your specific program? Where is that located? We're located at 1909 Mallory Lane, Suite 203. Okay, nice. Over near Cold Springs Mall. Right in the heart of Cold Springs. That is so cool. That is so cool. You have a, um, is there a certain ages, certain functionality they need to have? How does that work? Um, so upon admission, we do an assessment. Um, we like for them to be independent with most aspects, ambulation, toileting, okay. um, eating. Um, but we, you know, determine that upon the assessment. It's any senior with any cognitive impairment. Okay. Cognitive impairment. Okay. Got it. Well, that, uh, that sounds fantastic. Have you, um, two questions. One, have you guys met Claire, uh, Claire Spencer yet? I, I don't think so. Um, so Claire has a business called Petworthy. So mm -hmm. she's a she's a nurse, but she actually does um, dog therapy. So I don't know if you guys have done anything like that. She was at the geriatric council meeting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She okay. She's great. That might be uh, could be an interest. And then, do you guys know um, Cheryl Blanchard? Yeah. Where's Cheryl? I guess the um, the memory care, um, the uh, the walk. I'm in, I'm on the um, Alzheimer's Association Alzheimer's Association mm -hmm. um, nice. committee for the walk uh, for the spring. So yeah. that's that's a definitely a big uh, a big deal. I'd love to make sure are you um, might be a way because we're always promoting it. So maybe a way we could talk more outside of here, but ways that we could yeah. with the community promote that walk that's coming up We've, in the spring. We have participated in years past. Um, but back to the pets, you know, on the main campus, we have a great deal of pet therapy. Oh, good. On. Um, we have employees that bring their pets to work and bring them through. We have family members who bring the family pet to come visit. And then there's a lot of volunteers who bring their pets in. Um, and the residents respond very strong. They, they respond very well to pets. We've even had reptiles come and visit. And um, they, they get very excited about almost any animal. Um, in. Um, and we is... have birds on campus um, in an aviary and it's very engaging oh, that's so awesome we, we are very pet friendly we don't want the residents being responsible to sure. care for the pets themselves so we don't have resident pets mm -hmm. but lots of visiting pets 
That's 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 so awesome. Well, maybe you could share um, just so people that are listening, maybe if they have a specific person in mind or specific scenario, maybe you guys could share a couple examples of um, people that's came in that you've been able to help and how you've bettered their retirement sure. and bettered their situation. Yeah, I'd like to take that one first, just because on the main campus, we have a day program that is what we're mirroring the Williamson County. Okay. Um, that one has been in um, going for probably nine years. Okay. Um, eight. No, I'm sorry. Be about eight years. Okay. Um, but we also have independent living for seniors. We have assisted living, mm. and then our memory support. So those are all residential programs okay. for folks that are in various stages of aging and various needs of independence or needing support with personal care or needing cognitive support, mm -hmm. which is the engagement, socialization, that piece. And then, yeah, so other things that we've been adding, the, oh, that's a great little handout that talks about the Williamson County program. Okay. But these would be the same kinds of activities you <clears throat> find on campus, whether it was independent, assisted, or memory care, and the day programs. Okay. So, um, Engagement for us is really at the key. We have found that if you have an aging brain, it's relative to you. you everybody needs to have a sense of purpose. They need to have structure, routine. They need friends. They need things to do that are age appropriate, mm -hmm. but also appropriate for their, um, for their cognitive abilities. Okay. So we don't have one size fits all programming. We try to have programming for folks at various stages with or without dementia. And then we've opened up a lot of these programs for the community. So if you're not ready for residential care, you just need a place to go during the day. You have opportunities to come to our day program, which is okay. the club. Got it. Um, on campus, that program is a good one to help people who are close to being ready for residential okay. because they get very comfortable in the environment. They get to know the staff, the routines, they're at home there. And when the time comes to move in, it's a, it's an easier transition. Um, but we also had people that were in a much earlier stage who were self-aware of their losses of what's changing because of the dementia. And that's a different, that's a whole different animal because mm -hmm. they recognize that they get lost when they drive, they recognize they can't make the remote on the TV work. And it's very frustrating and it's very isolating because you don't want people to see that you're struggling. Mm -hmm. And so that early stage program gives them a place to get together with others who go, yeah, that's happening to me too. Um, and they do brain healthy kinds of engagement together and get support with it. Okay. So not only does it give respite to the families who are caregivers 24 seven, so that for six hours a day or four hours a day, their loved ones are engaged and having a great time, it gives them time to, to go take care of themselves or chores that they just don't get to. Mm -hmm. So our goal really was to create a continuum of support and then to become trusted advisors for families going through this so that everyone is not trying to figure it out by themselves. Mm. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Sounds like sounds like you've done this a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was, it's been learning, you know, this is mm -hmm. what we wished had been there yeah. um, for my dad and then for, for my mom and for myself, we, we were all, you know, trying to figure out how do you get dad in the car when he was right. struggling to figure out if he put his foot in first or 
sat down first or ducked his head first and he'd end up sitting on the ground and my mom's trying to get him up. Nobody was advising her on how to manage his care. I'm trying mm -hmm. to provide that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that's really our goal globally is to take care of families who are trying to provide support for their loved ones. And when it's time to make that difficult decision to move them into care, giving them support and guidance on that too. Hmm. That's fantastic. Well, I can tell you guys both have a, a, just a strong heart for, for serving these seniors. And I usually ask people like what their superpowers are, but since, <laughs> since, since we got two of you on here, I'll go ahead and have Jamie, tell us what you think Miss Judy's superpowers are. The loudest, <laughs> and then Judy, what Miss Jamie's superpowers are to serve these seniors. I think that Judy has a lot of empathy and compassion, and that really, really, really helps um, people navigate their aging process. Mm -hmm. You can connect with them on a great level, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Gosh, and then Jamie's superpowers. Um, you know, Jamie has the ability to put everybody at ease so that when you are having difficult conversations about their loved one and what they need and the struggles that they're having as a caregiver, it, it's also comes down to empathy and compassion, but that you also have a way of making people feel comfortable so that they feel like they can talk about this and you can quickly become a trusted advisor for them. And now you're creating a place to hold their loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know, when we do this, the, the families are watching what we're doing. So we're also educating them on how to talk to somebody who's struggling with language mm -hmm. or how to redirect a challenging behavior. If they get into um, obsessive thinking, you know, mm -hmm. I need my car, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go. And the families, you can't go, you can't go. And they get in, stuck into this dynamic. Jamie can model with the family how to, how to navigate that dynamic that's great so i think she's got a lot of superpowers that's, <laughs> Thank you. that's so cool sound like you guys make a, a dynamic duo the female version of batman <laughs> and robin right here in front of us huh mm -hmm. um that's that's fantastic well maybe could you guys share uh, if you want to kind of break it down for people as far as um we do this this and this so it sounds like we have a day program mm -hmm. and then people can stay in a facility is that correct mm -hmm. You right. could basically move in and then um is there any different i guess what would be the difference between maybe comparative mention no names but like an apes garden based on being a nonprofit compared to other facilities maybe what type of people would your campus and your situation resonate with maybe compared mm -hmm. to other places let me start that one jamie sure <laughs> um Apes Garden, you know, our campus is in a building that was built in 1962. Okay. It was independent living only when Apes Garden got involved in 2008. Um, we've added lots of layers of support, but it is not shiny and new and fancy. And um, it, it, it's, it's really for people, it feels more like home. Okay. than other communities that feel a little bit more formal. Okay. There are people that like that. We are a rental model for the residential part, which is different than other types of folks where you have to buy in. Okay. And, and that works for some families. Um, so there's, and then I think being a nonprofit means that there's no board, there's a board of directors managing what we do, but there's no investors that we have to make money for. 
we're not driven by that bottom line to help our donor. We have donors who the only thing they want in return for their donations is to see us do something good wow. with the money, do what we said we were going to do. So mm -hmm. that when we come back to them and say we need more <laughs> because we want to expand, they're willing to support us. Um, and every decision we make is for the betterment of the families that we serve, the residents, their their loved ones, our, our staff, and mm -hmm. the community at large. So those are some of the differences. But there is residential care, which is the independent living, um, independent people who just need a lot of amenities like transportation and meals and mm -hmm. engagement so that they can stay independent. Um, then you have assisted living where they need support with personal care, right. bathing, dressing, medication management by a nurse. Um, and then you have people who need those services in addition to the kinds of things that Jamie's offering, support, um, socialization, opportunities to stretch their brains. You know, they sit home a lot and watch TV all day. They're not getting an opportunity to keep their brains engaged. So mm -hmm. we have programming in all of our programs, in the day programs, early stage day program and the club for folks that are a little closer to being ready for residential care. Um, we also have an, a home care program that Jamie mentioned, where we have Abe's Garden at home and you can invite our folks to come in and help with personal care or help with engagement. So even if they're not moving in, and some of those folks will come to our campus and join the really rich engagement that's going on every day um, and then go back home. So we have a lot of ways to support families as they try to navigate what's right for their loved ones right now. Mm. That's awesome. So that's so cool. Uh, Jamie, anything you want to add to that? Um, just as far as how we stand out at the club at Cool Springs, we're, like I said earlier, we're Williamson County's first licensed adult daycare specializing in memory support. So mm -hmm. I think that sets us apart from a lot of others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes that makes sense. Well, um, maybe tell me besides um, what you guys <clears throat> do, any other, when people come through, um, is there any other resources that you guys recommend uh, that people check out um, just to add value and help maybe the people that tour your facility, the people that are struggling with a loved one that maybe is having some um, cognitive issues? Well, I mean, I think everybody has to build their village mm -hmm. of support. Um, we work a lot with hospice. We work a lot with care management. There's geriatric care managers that support families, especially mm -hmm. if their loved ones live out of state. Um, and so we often are recommending that they look to those resources so that they have someone to do what you would do if you lived here with your mom or dad. Um, you know, I think one of our goals and, and as campus development, what that meant early on was I talk to families all day and they tell me where there's gaps, what they wish they could find in terms of support. And that has led us to develop new programs that will fill those gaps. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you, there's lots of gaps that I know of now, and they, they we're always saying slow down. We can't do all of it right now, <laughs> but I do see that we're going to continue looking for opportunities to grow our program to meet unmet needs. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's that's one of my main goals. You know, my my background is a is a therapist, um, working with families and their children, and now families and their adult seniors. 
um, is to guide them on the thing. We, the support group is essential. They need to find, whether it's through the Alzheimer's Association, I have a support group for families that are not living in, and some of our residents that newly moved in still join us on those Zoom calls. So if people are interested, they can reach out to Jamie, and I think her number was on that um, flyer. Yeah. flyer. Um, you can also call the main campus and ask for me. That number is 615-383-7303. That's, um, that, well, my number is actually um, um, 522. I'm not going to give it to you on this. We'll come back to that. Um, I hope that maybe when you post this, you'll be able to post our contact information. Yeah. A little more coherently than that, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's three eight three seven three zero three. So six one five three eight three seven three zero three is the main number on campus, and then Jamie's number is at the bottom of that flyer. Mm -hmm. That is that's fantastic. So um, if someone's listening to this and they're in the senior space, but maybe they uh, they don't have a need with one of their clients, but they are involved in the senior world, um, who should they send this to? Meaning that where do a lot of, do you find like in-home care? Do you find other professionals that a lot of the referrals come from that would be a good person for them to share this message with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people, you need to share, if you know somebody is struggling as yeah. a caregiver, um, or they have a neighbor that they worry about, or an aunt or an uncle or a sibling. Um, one of my personal goals is, is to support families, whether or not they're gonna move into my community. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody should have to struggle with this and feel like there's nobody listening and nobody available. Um, so that's my that's my personal goal is to, so they're welcome to reach out to me and I can refer them once I hear their story and what their needs are, we may not be the right place, mm -hmm. but we can guide them to communities that are better suited for their particular challenges. That sounds great. Where do most, is there, um, I know Jamie, you're in Williamson County, I guess, Judy, and then do you find that most of your in-home folks are folks that live in your facility? Do they come from the Middle Tennessee, touching Davidson County kind of region? Yeah. Yeah, many do. Many move here because their children are here. They're adult okay. children. Mom, I need you to be closer to me. We're going to Nashville. And they'll go search for communities. And, and if they land on us, we, we try to show them what's special about our community. And there's a lot. Um, so that they will, you know, share their parents and their loved ones with us. That's fine. When people reach out to you, where do you usually hear? Where do they hear from you guys most? Where do they hear about y'all mostly? Um, we we have a strong presence online, and we have a lot of referral, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. A lot of physicians know about our work. Um, care managers know about us. Mm -hmm. So I think that we get referrals from families, and then they talk to each other, just as you said. If you're going through this and you find a resource that's good, you end up sharing it with everyone you know that's going through it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're in a couple publications also. Um, I know Southern Exposure that's good. Get getting got to get got to get the word out. Yeah. Get you don't want to be a best kept secret for sure. That's no. right. That's <laughs> right. Well, um, Judy, I guess now that you guys are, what are you? 16, 18 years into this thing and um, you're 
glorifying your father's your father's name i guess what would what would abe say about if he saw sorry when he's looking down at what you guys are doing what do you think he's saying about what you guys have accomplished well i think i think he'd be glad that something positive came out of his disease Mm -hmm. um he was very humble Um, i don't think he would have liked the big mess being made about him a big fuss about him but um his mother and his sister died with this disease Mm. at one point he wrote a paper that started with something's got to be done he was a physician and he was frustrated with the direction that uh, insurance companies and medicine was going, telling doctors how to treat and how long you could keep them in the hospital for various things. And, you know, but he just felt like the marginalized population needed support and it wasn't getting the attention it needed and that something needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really one of the drivers that got my brother saying, now my dad needs it. And if something needs to be done, it's on us to make it happen. So I think my dad would be happy that that, that so many people's lives are improved because of our experience with his illness. Um, And honestly, it's a bit self-serving because I don't have any doubt that that me or one of my brothers may end up going down this path and knowing that Abe's Garden is here providing the care the way they do, it's a lot less scary. Mm Mm-hmm a lot less scary I'll, have, I'll be dancing and having my music on and they'll know exactly how to calm me down so i um <laughs> I, i'm not as terrified that's awesome that is very well very well said and that's mm-hmm. kind of similar to why we got into um you know we do mortgage financing but we focus on uh serving seniors on senior mortgage lending is because we see seniors that need what you do. They need in-home care. They need all of these services. And either one, they were raised in the time where um, it it was kind of bootstrapping and, you know, save every penny and they weren't spenders. So they're scared to spend Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot or a lot of them have their homes paid off or mostly paid off. And that's their badge of honor, right? They've maybe they didn't do great with finances, but they're, they paid their house off. Right. And my goodness, that's my one financial win but they'll go without in-home care. They'll go without what you guys do because they don't want to do anything out of the norm. So we just come in and we educate them. It's not, um, there's not shameful and it's not bad to convert some of your home equity into usable funds. So you can actually have the retirement, mm-hmm. not the one, just the skimp by retirement, but you can have the retirement you deserve by being on this earth for 60, 70, 80 years, right? And so we come in and teach them and the family Absolutely. how there's an ethical way efficient way to use your home equity, uh, use the house to stay in the house is what we like to say, or use the house uh, until then you can sell the house and then you use the rest of the equity to move into an awesome place um, like you guys have. So we uh, we love to hear success stories of you guys just serving those seniors and taking great care of them. So, well, thank you guys so much for all your insight and your stories and uh, anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you or anything that you want to uh, want to hit before we wrap up? I think we welcome anybody. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jamie. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just invite them to reach out to us if they have questions that we can help. And even if we don't have the answers, we'll guide you to them. So That sounds perfect. Jamie, you want to, I uh, know we put it on the screen, but you want to go ahead and share your direct number? 
Sure, it's 615-910-3789. That's my direct cell line. Um, so you can reach me anytime. Yep. And my direct number is 615-733-2682. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, guys, thanks again for what you're doing to serve those seniors. I know uh, Abe's smiling about everything you guys have accomplished and everything you guys are going to do in the future. So great, uh, great, great vision and a, a great, great need that you guys are serving. So thanks for all you're thanks, doing. Matt. You're so thank welcome. You, yep. And thank you for listening to the Serving Senior Podcast. This is the podcast where we help those individuals that serve seniors at a high level get their message and get the word out. Thanks again. You have a great day. Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, home of Retirement Mortgage Solutions. And we really do appreciate you checking out the Serving Seniors podcast today. Now, please go to the description down in the body uh, of the podcast where you can subscribe to get future shows. Please click that notification button so you get notified when other shows drop. And also, if you can go to servingseniorspodcast.com, and we'd love to hear a comment about our show. We have a heart to serve seniors and we have a heart to make sure seniors don't just survive retirement, don't just get by in retirement. We want to show seniors how to thrive in retirement. So if you know of anyone that's 55 and older that could use some extra cash flow, maybe the retirement's not going the way that they like, our retirement mortgage solutions are designed for folks, depending on the state, they're either 55 or 62 and older, to make sure that they have that kind of retirement that they want. As long as they own a home and they're in a good equity position, there could be some solutions that they may not have thought about, or maybe they thought of and they just didn't know how they work. That's what we do. So anyone in that age group that could use some mortgage advice, my team and I would love to be able to help them. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you on the next show. Have a great day.